What is good, everybody, man? This is your guy, Manny, and this is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. The Washington football team has now have now won four games in a row. Went to Vegas. The Sin City left with a win. It was a business trip. Our boys got the job done. I'm going to go ahead and roll my intro. We're going to go ahead and get into this episode. So we are back for another episode of the Back Row Redskins Show. Don't know what number of episodes this is, but the Washington football team defeat the Vegas Raiders. The Raiders. Defeat the Vegas Raiders 17 to 15. And this back-to-back -back games of winning 17 to 15. What's good, Hawk? Appreciate you ho hopping on the stream. We're going to go ahead and get this thing on and popping. So uh, might do the game story today. Might not do the game story, but we'll see. Let's just go with the flow. I'm going to be streaming until about 5.30 Central my time. So this is going to be a fun, fun episode. So two weeks in a row, back-to-back -back 17 to 15 um, victories. I'm not going to lie. Four weeks ago, we were so bad that I was saying, you know what, that the season should be over. Like, I mean, we were two and six, literally four weeks ago. Fast forward, or five weeks ago, four or five weeks ago. Fast forward, we're now six and six, and we're now in the sixth seed of the NFL playoffs if the season ended today. So that's, I mean, that's great news. Hawk says this collision course that we're on with Dallas has life once again. Yeah, man. Um, Time out sports. What's up, bro? Appreciate you hopping on the stream. It says yesterday was a sweat. Yesterday was tough. Look, every single win that the Washington football team have has had this year. Besides Atlanta, well, Atlanta, I mean, think about it. Every single game has been a sweat. The, uh, the Giants win, that was crazy. <laughs> ATL, comeback win, that was crazy. Uh, uh, even Tampa Bay, that last drive, you know, the way that we're able to run the ball. Every game has been a sweat this year. There, there has not been that one game that I've watched quietly or watched peacefully or just say, hey, I'm going to just kick back, enjoy this game. Every game has been a struggle. That's Washington football for you. Uh, speaking of Sweat, Montez Sweat is coming back. He's designated to come off of the IR, and I'm excited about that because he's going to be a piece that we need moving forward. So I'm excited about the possibility of Montez Sweat uh, coming back to the football team. We, we, we are in desperate need of Montez Sweat. But back to this game. I'm going to pull up the box. We're going to pull up some stats. Uh, but, yeah, Antonio Gibson right now, if – if um, let's say minus the games that that, that is going to be played today, um, Gibson leads the NFC in uh, uh, in rushing yards, and that's that's an amazing feat right now because the way that it's looking, it's looking like Gibson is going to be a top three uh, uh, guy in terms of rushing yards. We look at uh, Mixon; he had you know a a, a a injury and then came back. You have Dalvin Cook missing some games, so. Gibson is really in play for top three rushing yards numbers if he stays healthy, knocking on wood. There's a possibility that Gibson can be the number two uh, uh, running back in the league when the when the year is over. You look at how he's running the ball. We're controlling the time of possession, and that's helping us a lot. Um, 
Time on Sports mentioned Logan Thomas, sad face. Yeah, Logan Thomas, we lost Logan Thomas. Yesterday I was hearing that Logan Thomas had a torn ACL. Today I'm hearing reports that it, it that it's not a, a torn ACL. He could possibly return at some point this season, but um, so it's very unlikely right now. Uh, they're going to do some more tests. Um, I just want Logan to be fully, fully healthy. As much as I want to see him out there on the field, I want to see him fully, fully healthy. Um, but also I'm the same guy that said that, you know, Antonio Gibson shouldn't be out there because that shin injury that he had, he's been playing through injuries all year. He just continues to be a tough guy. When you're younger, you can you can play through injuries. <laughs> the older you get, you got to be kind of careful, you know, or you'll end up like a Julio Jones. People try to come back before it's time to come back and they continue to get hurt and get hurt and get hurt. But yeah, Antonio Gibson is looking good right now. I was looking at uh, stats earlier today where people rank. I think Terry is like in the top 20 in yards. Uh, Terry's numbers have been down. His numbers have been down on back-to-back uh, occasions, but it's all good. It's all good. So we look at Taylor Heineke yesterday. Taylor Heineke was very, very, very efficient. Okay? And that's what we need. That's what we need. Hey, what's good, Luke, man? Appreciate you hopping on the stream, brother. Hawk says, shout out to this team for doing uh, your thing on this win streak. Taylor has been balling. However, this week, coaching is going to have to step up to generate more points. Absolutely. You're going to need more points versus Dallas. Dallas is a great team. Forget what you heard. Forget all the theatrics by Stephen A. Smith. Dallas is the team to beat in the NFC East. Washington controls its destiny. If Washington wins out, they win the East pretty much, right? But even if Washington wants to win the East, they'll have to beat Dallas at least one time. You beat Dallas two times, you got a pretty good shot. But you got to beat Dallas at least one time to even have a shot. I've looked at the Dallas Cowboys um, schedule the rest of the way, and it's pretty fairly easy compared to what Washington has to go through. So, yeah, Dallas, I mean, they're solid right now. So uh, we'll see what happens. But back to this game, Taylor Heineke had a, a very efficient game, uh, threw for 196 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. He was sacked one time. That one interception, it, it, it's it's crazy because he made that interception at a, clu- at a crucial point in the game. But then he was able to drive this team to a victory. I mean, how many quarterbacks do you know throw an throw, throw a INT at a crucial point in the game and then come back and lead the team to a game-winning drive? So that's, that's I mean, that's key. That's major. Uh, Luke says, shout out to Emily on her birthday. Both big fans of your content. Ellis says hi, too. Hey, what's good, Emily? Happy birthday. I hope you're having a great day, and I wish you a very, very happy birthday. And Ellis, what's good? Appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate the love that you guys give me all the time. I love it. Antonio Gibson, 23 carries, 88 yards. This guy's been getting the touches, and and, and that's what I love to see. He also caught five receptions. So you're looking at 28 touches for Antonio Gibson this week and 30-plus touches the week before. So Wendell Smallwood came in, gave them some snaps here and there. Uh, I thought he was going to be more impactful, especially in the passing game, but he really was. I mean, he, he didn't catch two receptions for 12 yards, but um, you see that the, the coaches are not going to Jared Patterson just because they want a veteran that's going to be able to pass protect. And that's why Wendell Smallwood is in uh, the games. That's why he's getting all the snaps instead of somebody like Jared Patterson. Now, 
Um, we look at Logan Thomas. He didn't lead the team in receptions, three receptions for 48 yards. He got hurt. He did score a touchdown. Logan Thomas is a difference maker, and we see it. He, he should have scored a touchdown in the last game versus Seattle. They took that away. They robbed us in that Seattle game, but we came out with the victory as well as coming out with the victory here. Like I said, both games were 17 to 15. Uh, it's crazy how that was the score for, for you know two weeks in a row. But um, I'm really loving what I'm seeing out of John Bates. John Bates was number two for the team in re in receiving yards, three receptions for 42 yards. He caught a 23-yard uh, pass. Uh, he had four targets, caught three of them. So I'm really loving John Bates. I think that John Bates and Logan Thomas are going to be a nice tandem for the Washington football team for years to come. Adam Humphreys, this guy has been clutch for us. He makes the, the most important catches, the most important plays for us. He had four receptions for 38 yards, um, averaging 9.5 yards per reception. Five targets, caught four of those. Adam Humphreys, look, I was wrong about him coming into the season. Adam Humphreys has been key for this football team. He's like he's like, he's like that extra tight end or that extra um, running back coming out the backfield. Like the guy is just in timely – timely places he works that slot to perfection and he's just out there making play after play after play hawk says defense has been showing out but we're not on the upper echelon level yet yes defense has been showing out and we're going to talk about the defense in just a minute um back to uh antonio gibson had five receptions that's big not only did he have five receptions he had five receptions 23 yards and a touchdown for those of you guys who play fantasy football, Antonio Gibson is finally being used to a guy that's similar to Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey. We're now seeing the evolution of Antonio Gibson being used in the passing game. That, that, that's what we've been hoping for, and we're now starting to see that. If Gibson continues to get targets, he had six targets for five receptions. I think last week he had seven uh, receptions, if I'm not mistaken. So this is what we want to see. We want to see him involved in the passing game. Terry McLaurin had three receptions for 22 yards. Like, I don't know what's going on with Terry, but at the end of the day, we continue to win. It's not really about what Terry thinks or is Terry playing well? Is Terry not playing well? All that doesn't even matter. All that matters is that, you know, Terry is there and he's, you know, he's a guy that defenses have to plan for. I saw a graphic and on that graphic, it had Terry. He was bottled up. He was covered by multiple, multiple people. Hence, Having guys like uh, McKissick, uh, uh, I'm sorry, not McKissick, uh, Gibson open or, or Carter or some of these other guys. Deami Brown made a catch this game. And I was excited to see Deami Brown make a catch early in the game, but then he kind of faded away. I didn't see him again. It was just nice to see number two out there. I think he's going to continue to get better and better and better. Curtis Samuel, I, have, I don't have much to say about Curtis Samuel other than he's playing in his, in his second game back to back. I, I think that's the biggest stat with uh, a guy like Curtis Samuel. Like, he's going to get better, so he's going to get healthier as the, as the season goes on. Now with no Logan Thomas, you're really going to need a lot of Curtis Samuel moving forward. DeAndre Carter, you know, pitched in with a, a reception. But I was, I, was, I was talking to somebody, and I, and I said, when you look at the Washington football team's wide receiver group, it's still very depressing. It's still very sad. You, I mean, you, like you see Terry, you see a hurt Curtis Samuel that's, that's up and coming. You see a De'Ami Brown that's struggling. Adam Humphreys that's solid. You really don't even have anybody out there that's like teams are planning for outside of Terry. Maybe Curtis Samuel be becomes that guy moving forward. 
I really don't know. I really don't know what to think of this group other than I hope that, you know, we start to get some production out of these guys as the season goes on. Uh, if you guys are tuning in, please like, please share, please subscribe. Appreciate the love, everybody. We're going to go ahead and we're going to jump into what um, what Vegas did on the offensive side of the ball. I told everybody, Derek Carr, he, he can sling that ball. Derek Carr acquires yards. He's a yardage getter, okay? He's a very good quarterback, but we were able to limit some of the things that Derek Carr likes to do. I said that there's one way that the Vegas Raiders can destroy the Washington football team this past Sunday. And that's with having the receivers that can go deep. Deshaun Jackson almost – do you guys remember that play where I think it was Deshaun Jackson or Zay Jones? One of these guys, and those are the two guys I was worried about. They go deep, they threw it, and Bobby McCain came out with a great play. When you see Bobby McCain out there playing a free safety, you get scared. Because Bobby McCain has been burned so many times, and the guy cannot catch interceptions. He can't really do a lot of things right. But I got to give some credit to Bobby McCain. He played a heck of a game yesterday. And literally, Bobby McCain made the play of the game. <laughs> he made the play of the game because, look, honestly, I thought it was over. Uh, when I mean, they car threw that ball, and I'm like, oh, man, it's a deep pass. And that's where the Washington football team struggled. Even the last Hill Mary at the end, that's, those are just things that we've seen the Washington football team struggle with, and this team just continues to find ways to win, and that's what makes this team exciting moving forward. We're learning how to win. Every win is not going to be peaches and cream. Every win is not going to be a 30-point scoring game or things of that nature. Sometimes you, you have to grind out and win the games that are tough. So i got some game balls to give out, but let's get back to the Raiders. Derek Carr threw the ball 38 times, completed 28 of those, 249 yards passing. Derek Carr did not have a touchdown. Do you guys know that Taylor Heineke has more touchdown passes than Derek Carr? Interesting stat. Now, Josh Jacobs, he's a guy that, you know, he can play. Josh Jacobs can play. And I think that Josh Jacobs had one of his better games of the season this game versus the football team. He carried the ball 13 times, 52 yards, and a rushing score. On the flip side, Josh Jacobs was targeted nine times, and he caught nine of those uh, passes. I mean, the guy had 38 yards off of nine receptions. What I'm trying to say is Raiders are trying to get Jacobs involved as much as they're trying to get Antonio uh, Gibson involved. Now, obviously, Kenyon Drake was out, and he's more of their receiving guy. Well, on the flip side, for the Washington football team, McKissick is out, and he's more of the receiving back. So you can kind of see the quote. The, you can kind of see, like, the you know, both guys being used, both guys being called upon, both guys, their teams are asking these guys to step up even more. Okay? So you see a guy like Josh Jacobs, right? Solid. From Alabama, a lot of accolades and things of that nature. For some reason, Vegas doesn't like this guy, and I'm glad that he didn't get more than 13 carries. Josh Jacobs can play. But at the same time, the Washington football team's defense has stepped up. You know what I'm saying? We are stuffing the run. We're playing the run very well. And when Hunter Winfrow, we knew Hunter Winfrow was going to go off. If you guys listened to the episode that I did with uh, Sidelines Washington, you guys saw that I bigged up Hunter Winfrow. He's one of the better slot corners in the league. I mean, caught uh, slot wide receivers in the league. He had 10 targets. He caught nine for 102 Hunter Winfrey tried to destroy the football team by himself, literally. So he had a good game. So pretty much out of the 28 uh, uh, completions by Derek Carr, 
18 of those went to Hunter Winfro and Jacobs. And that's credit to the defense. I said the defense, we love all these kind of underneath type throws, throws to the Brian Edwards of the world. Um, you know, Kenyon Drake, he you know he got hurt in that game. But I mean, these are the kind of throws that we defend well. You know what I'm saying? Like all these screen passes. Now the defense, we couldn't tackle anybody. We couldn't tackle anybody. I saw so many missed tackles. I'm like, what is going on with this football team? But at the, at the end of the day, we made the timely plays when it mattered. So I look, I'm excited, but I still got to point out the issues, the mistakes, the things that we could have done better uh, to win this game. It was a very, very close game. And on the defensive side of the ball, for Vegas, you had Perriman. Perriman is like a top top three, top five uh, guy in the league when it comes to tackles made. So I, I, I told everybody, I said, Vegas Raiders defense, they're good. But a lot of people were saying all this kinds of stuff, saying, oh, the defense is this and that. This, this is a very good defense. And Gakwe and Crosby, these guys could have got the Heineken so many different times. But somehow, some way, we were able to escape. But, yeah, shout out to Denzel Perriman. He, he made plays. He made plays. He had tackles for losses. He was just flying around. And on the flip side, Cole Holcomb, there was a couple times when Cole Holcomb was out there and he had to defend the slot wide receiver. And, and, and you know, I was kind of mad. I was kind of mad because I saw him multiple times. And then somebody had to tell me, you know, when you blitz, a lot of times – your linebacker has to cover that slot wide receiver, especially when you don't get home. So I think that Cole Holcomb had a good game overall. He had 10 tackles. Seven of those were, you know, solo tackles. He didn't have any tackles for loss, but he was in space making plays. You know what I'm saying? He had to play more so on the outside, away from the line of scrimmage more than he would have wanted to. Kendall Fuller was great, eight tackles. Jamin Davis made plays. This might have been arguably the best game that I've seen Jamin Davis play. Not only was he making plays, I was recognizing that it was Jamin Davis making plays. Sometimes people make plays and you have to say, hey, who was that? No, Jamin Davis was out there visible. He made his presence known and he made some plays. He had six tackles. Um, Bobby McCain, like I said, he had that great pass defense that pretty much saved us the game. Uh, Bobby McCain played well. Cam Crow played well. Shout out to James Smith Williams. He's, he has stepped up and, you know, in a big way. You know, shout out to Daniel Wise. All these defensive uh, uh you know, ends and edges that are out here uh, playing well, getting after the quarterback. De'Ron Payne was stuffing the run, uh, doing his job. Matt Ionis, welcome back. Welcome back. You know, we haven't seen much of you this season, um, but you know, he stepped up with that big, big sack uh, to help seal this game. Shout out to Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen is having an, an all-pro type season. And, and look, he has to make that Pro Bowl team. With Montez Sweat coming back, it only helps this defensive line. I'm loving what I'm seeing out of this defensive line. Obviously, you lose Chase Young, you lose Montez Sweat, and these guys continue to step up. You know, so that's, I mean, that's huge. That's huge. You don't get that a lot. You don't get that a lot to where, you know, you have guys stepping up, next man up. One thing that the football team is doing is that they are limiting teams from scoring. I understand Dallas has a great offensive uh, firepower, great offensive scheme. But still, I still believe that the Washington football team can win that game. And I'm going to come back for an episode previewing that Dallas game. We're not going to talk too much about Dallas. But I am going to say what, – what I am going to say is that the Washington football team, the way that they're playing, even against some of the good to elite type quarterbacks, they're playing well. They're keeping everything in front of them. Every now and then you're going to get big plays on Washington, like deep passes. That's just 
We've done it all year. And I'm just glad that Zay Jones or Deshaun Jackson were not able to destroy us in that uh, uh, facet of the game because that's where the Washington football team struggles. But if we get into the quarterback, pressure might not always be there. But you know what? They're getting after the quarterback. We had four quarterback hits on Sunday, and that's huge. Those are, those are some of the stats that I, I like to look at. You know, how many times did we hit the quarterback? Four. How many times did we defend the pass? Five. How many tackles for loss? Three. A tackle for loss is as good as a sack. That's a very, very, very important stat, and, and these guys continue to step up and play well. We didn't have an interception. We should have had a – I mean, we should have had one, but we didn't. But shout out to the special teams. we got to go in order. DeAndre Carter has just been great. Like, I mean, anytime you're returning punts and you return two punts for, for 29 yards, that's great. Anything over 10 yards per return is great, and he averaged 14.5 per return this uh, this past week, and that's excellent. Shout out to Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson had to make a kick when it mattered, and he made it. We all know that his stats in the NFL say that he's a pretty good kicker. You know, he's perfect, right? But the, the extra point was the knock to this guy. So when he lined up and he made those two extra points, I'm like, you know what? We might have something. And being down to your fourth kicker, stepping in as a young guy that has missed extra points, I think he's five for eight prior to this game, came in, knocked down two, and then came in and made a 48-yard field goal when it was needed. Shout out to the special teams. The special teams were special. This was a great team win. And shout out to Tressway. You can't do special teams without including Tressway. Tressway punted the ball four times, and three of those punts were inside the 20. That's what you call a weapon. You have these guys backed up into their own uh, side of the field, and every single time they have to go 80 yards to even have a chance to score a touchdown. So shout out to Tressway. Played well. Um, outside of that one interception, I think the football team played a near-perfect game. Um, the only thing that I hated about this game was Yannick Ngakwe, a guy that I respect in this league, you know, to come out there and do what he did going low against Logan Thomas. Like, it's supposed to be a brotherhood in the NFL when you have these players, you know what I'm saying, come together to protect each other. Sometimes the refs ain't going to protect you. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes your organization might not protect you. But the NFL, there's a code that they live by, which is protect one another, Right. And for Yannick Ngakwe to go after Logan Thomas the way that he did going low, I mean, that just didn't make any sense. Those are things that you just don't do. And I'm going to say this. I hope that Yannick Ngakwe has called Logan Thomas and apologized because if not, what goes around comes around. And I'm going to leave it at that. Raiders fans were out here defending that play. How can you defend that play? What's wrong is wrong. What right? What's right is right. And he was wrong. You know what I'm saying? In every facet of it, he was wrong. Um, that's the only knock that I have on that. But I'm going to go go ahead and go through the uh, game story real quick. Um, so Washington football did something that was special on Sunday, something that hardly ever happens. If you were to bet on this stat or if you were to bet in Vegas, you probably lose your money saying that the Washington football team go to their first drive and score a touchdown. It never happens. So if you do that, you've lost your money, okay? So here's the first scoring drive. It was beautiful. You know, they kicked the ball. We received the ball at our 25, right? Right. We get started. 
Antonio Gibson runs the ball 22 yards. That's when I knew that it was going to be a good day. When Antonio Gibson, the first touch of the game, goes 22 yards, I'm like, man, hey, we came to play, right? So he does that. Then Taylor Heineke goes 23 yards to John Bates. So already you have two plays that are over 22 yards each. I'm like, man, it's going to be a great day. We're now at Washington's 47. We're moving the ball. Gibson runs the ball for a yard, okay? The next play, Curtis Samuel. I was glad to see Curtis Samuel out there, but he did nothing. He did nothing, you know? It was a catch for a negative one yard. Now it's third and 10. These are the times where we've either struggled on opening drives or even during the games. I'm like third and 10. I don't think we're going to convert this. That's just, I'm just being honest. That's just my honest opinion. Third and 10, Taylor Heineke throws a pass and is thrown to Terry McLaurin for 13 yards. First down, we're now at the Vegas 17, first and 10. Next thing you know, the Yami Brown catches a pass to the Vegas 11 for six yards. So a lot of different things that I'm seeing here is, number one, we're getting chunk plays. Number two, we're moving the ball. Number three, we're getting different people involved, different wide receivers involved. We're getting people involved that you don't normally see involved in the first quarter. Curtis Samuel, Deami Brown, I'm loving at least the effort to get these guys involved. Converting on third and long. We did that with Terry McLaurin. Moving along at the Vegas uh, 11, we uh, run the ball for three yards. It's third and one. Gibson runs the ball, gains the first down. It is first and goal at the Vegas 7, and Taylor Heineke hits a beautiful pass. It was a beautiful touch pass to Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas jumps up, grabs it with one hand, corrals it, brings it into the other hand, and there's a touchdown. At that moment, already I'm seeing different things, different uh, dynamics to the game that I love seeing people get involved, seeing different wide receivers get involved, converting a, a, a third and 10, like I mentioned earlier, and then scoring. Scoring was the biggest key. Most times we come out with a field goal. Sometimes we might even say, hey, let's go for it on fourth down. If it's like, you know, uh, fourth and one at the goal line or something like that. So it was good to see this team come out and take the lead. The very next play, Raiders go six plays. They go six plays and they punt the ball. And I'm thinking, you know what? We got to go back out there and score again. And then our next possession, um, the highlight of this possession was Gibson uh, running for 16 yards. So Gibson was having a pretty good game early on. Terry was, you know, hit for four yards. And then, uh, you know, it was fourth and two at Washington 34. We punted the ball. Uh, thank God that we have a weapon in um, interest way because he was able to flip the field for us so many different times. The very next play for... Oak, uh, I said almost at Oakland Raiders, they go three and out. They punt the ball. Washington goes six plays. The highlight of this drive was Gibson running up the middle for six yards and then DeAndre Carter catching a pass for six yards. Outside of that, we didn't do anything. You know what I'm saying? End of the first quarter, going into the second quarter, where the Washington's 44, we punt the ball once again. Raiders get the ball. Okay. Um, Derek Carr throws to Winfro for 10 yards. Derek Carr throws to Jacobs for five yards. They're moving the ball. Um, Derek Carr, another nice pass to Winfro for nine yards. Uh, Jacobs, seven yards. Those are the Jacobs and uh, Renfro show. These two guys did well. Drake ran. He ran left. He fumbled. Washington recovered. After the play, it was reversed. Should have been a fumble, but it wasn't. Anyways, uh, we ended up holding them. They pumped the ball to us. Washington gets the ball. And, and, and this right here was an 11-play drive, okay? Uh, Gibson ran the ball for a yard. Then Terry was uh, Terry caught a five-yard pass. Humphrey, six-yard pass. Uh, second, and 20, uh, sec second and 
10 at the Washington's 22. And on, on this next play, Gibson runs no yards. You know what I'm saying? Then the next play, Gibson goes for nine yards and then Gibson for five yards, first down, moving the ball. Uh, penalty brings us back, okay? Roughing the passer. Um, sorry, roughing the passer by Oakland. To be honest, and th- this third and nine, I don't think that we, that we were going to convert it without that penalty. So the penalty happens, then, um, you know, we're able to move the ball. Gibson runs. He loses three yards. We're at the two-minute warning, right? We're at the Vegas 46. Heineke, you know, he, he's he sacked. And I think that pretty much killed the momentum, if we had any, because it seemed like we, we – I mean, we could have come out with points, maybe field goal, but after he was sacked, it just kind of just drained everything. And, you know, and now it's third and 23. Like, what do you really do? <laughs> I mean, Smallwood caught a 13-yard pass just because, you know what I'm saying, and we get the ball, we punt it uh, to these guys. Right before the half, Vegas was able to get their first scoring drive where they drove. Uh, they had 10 plays uh, for 46 yards, and they came out with a field goal. I was upset because we were so close to having these guys uh, shut down. We were so close. What's good, Asan, man? Appreciate you joining, man. Appreciate you joining, man. Four-game win streak. I'm going through the game story right now. I'm halfway through it. Um, so the Raiders uh, drive down, score. The halftime is 7-3. You know what I'm saying? End of, end of the half. Next play. These guys get the ball. They punt the ball after, after five plays. We get the ball. We go six plays with the highlight of that being uh, Logan Thomas' six-yard reception. Uh, we throw a long pass to Logan Thomas, to Noah Vale on 30-15. Uh, we pump the ball. Raiders get the ball back. And this is their second scoring drive. So I'm going to go through this one. Derek Carr hit Winfro for 15. Then then he uh, then uh, he hits a short pass uh, to Jacobs for uh, nine yards. Jacobs for six yards. Uh, Foster Monroe caught a heck of a pass for 34 yards. And I'm not going to lie. At this point, I'm worried. At this point, I'm like, I don't know what's about to happen right now because – that 34-yard pass was not what we wanted, and it was Bobby McCain in coverage. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's just hold these guys to a field goal because if these guys score a touchdown, the whole game is pretty much going to get out of hand. We hold these guys to a field goal there. Washington's 20, we'll hold them to a field goal. It's now 7-6. to six. At this point, two things can happen. Either the Washington football team can man up and say, you know what, we're better than this, and go out there and score. Or they go three and out or something crazy like that, give Vegas back the ball with momentum, and these guys go down and score a touchdown. So in this very next play, this was our uh, um, our next scoring drive. Let me, let me go ahead and read this comment. What up, Dave? Appreciate you hopping on the stream. It says Logan is going to be missed, uh, but he's been missed all year. He has. Finding out today that it's just a bone bruise is great news, so he might be back soon. Yeah, I'm praying that Logan Thomas is back soon because he's a big part of what the Washington football team like to do on offense. And, and, and it's notable. When we get into the red zone, we are a better red zone scoring team with Logan Thomas than without Logan Thomas. Not that we score a lot of points in the red zone. It just tells you that he's targeted. Um, he almost had a touchdown in Seattle. He had a touchdown versus Vegas. So he's a vital part of this team. And I think that John Bates is going to fill in nicely until Logan Thomas is back healthy. But you need all the depth that you can get at tight end. So here's our next scoring drive right here. After these guys score seven six, um, Taylor Heineke ten yard pass to uh, Gibson. Gibson runs the ball for eleven yards. I mean, this was the Gibson drive right here. 
Um, Heineke short pass to John Bates. Uh, it was a low block um, and, um, you know, penalty. Washington moves the ball to the Washington 40. Gibson runs the ball, no gain. Uh, on the very next play, incomplete penalty on Vegas. Um, a defensive holding. Washington advances the ball once again. Look, those are two back-to-back plays where I'm like, you know what? The reps are helping us out on this particular drive, to be honest. Very next play, Taylor Heineke, a deep pass left um, to uh, Vegas' 20-yard line for 35 yards. Logan Thomas caught a beautiful 35-yard pass, so this negates what Foster Monroe did to us on the other side. So uh, I'm loving it right here with Vegas 20, and at this point, I'm like, look, a field goal ain't enough. A field goal is not enough because what what they'll be uh, ten to six and then you're playing that funny game. I'm like, we need a touchdown here. We need a touchdown here. We need a touchdown here. The very next play, uh, Gibson runs the ball and he loses six yards. I'm like, oh man. Uh, Taylor Heineke throws a nice pass to Adam Humphreys. Like I said, Adam Humphreys made clutch play after clutch play. He makes the reception for ten yards. Now it's third and six. This is a crucial part of the game. Taylor Heineke scrambles for seven yards and gains the first down. I'm like, man, let's go. End of the third quarter. Now we're going into the fourth quarter, and it's first and goal at Vegas 9. Gibson runs the ball for two yards. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, second and goal. Gibson runs the ball for three yards. I'm like, okay. We're now at the four. Do you want to run the ball or do you want to pass the ball? And I was hoping and praying that Scott Turner said pass. They ran a beautiful play. Taylor Heineke was, was able to throw a nice little pass to Gibson. He squeezes in, touchdown, watch the football team, 14 to 6 at this point. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling like, you know what, we got some momentum going for us, and I think that this is where the game really turned or changed for us. Going on to the next drive, this is the drive by the Vegas Raiders. These guys stormed all the way back down and scored a touchdown. I was mad. And the highlights of this drive was a 40, uh, uh, um, 28-yard pass to Hunter Winfro, and it was the closest guy in the vicinity was Cole Holcomb. 28-yard pass to Hunter Winfro. Cole Holcomb brings him down. The play before that was uh, uh, Zay Jones, Cole Holcomb. So Cole Holcomb was just everywhere making plays. But a lot of times I'm like, man, why is Cole Holcomb out here and you – know, it was kind of frustrating because a lot of times we, we would blitz, we don't get home, and then guys like Winfro would just destroy us for big chunks of yard uh, of, of yardage. Very next play, short pass to Deshaun Jackson for 14 yards. They moved the ball. Uh, Derek Carr, penalty on uh, Holcomb, defensive pass in Ferris. So they moved the ball to get into the end zone. So that was, you know, first and goal at, at, at Washington's one. They pounded in. Then they miss a two-point conversion. So for me, that was great because you now have a small cushion lead, 14 to 12. And at this point, you got to move back down the field and you got to score. You got to like let these guys know that, hey, you're a good team. You got to show the Vegas Raiders that, hey, we know what we're doing, right? These guys started, started to move the ball. Good Gibson for three yards. Heineke uh, pass. Uh, left end, ran the ball for four yards, moving the ball. Gibson again, right guard uh, for eight yards. First down at the Washington 36. They're moving the ball. Heineke uh, throws the ball to John Bates for 10 yards. I I told you guys, Bates made plays this game. They continue to move the ball, and it's third and four. You're at the Vegas 47-yard line. 
This was key because even if you don't convert this, you can punt this and pin these guys inside their tent with the weapon of Tressway. Heineke tries to make a play. He threw a deep pass that was intended. Uh, I believe it was for Terry McLaurin, but he was hit in the arm. He was hit in the arm. It looked like Terry was going to get open to the left, but at the same time, I was kind of skeptical. I didn't think that they were going to be able to make this play. They throw the pass, hit his arm, and there's an interception, and it's kind of like this is how you respond after Vegas scores. So they get the ball. They're driving down. Vegas goes down and scores a field goal. So Vegas is now up 15 to 14 at this point. And Washington gets the ball back. After throwing an interception, I like to look at our quarterback and say, what kind of quarterback do we have? Do we have a quarterback that's willing to make the correct plays after making a mistake? In the past, the quarterbacks that Washington has had for years, right? They make plays, they mess up, and then they never rebound. So for so for, for, so for Taylor Heineke to rebound and bounce back, and I'm going to go through this very last drive right here. This was the, the drive of the game right here. They kick the ball to us. We get it. Uh, short pass uh, to John Bates for nine yards. There goes that guy again, Bates, making plays. Gibson runs for four yards. Very next play, we're at the Washington 38. Taylor Heineke throws a nice, beautiful pass to Adam Humphreys for 10 yards. First down, we're at the Washington 48 at this point. Uh, Taylor uh, Taylor Heineke, once again, 12-yard pass uh, to Adam Humphreys. He runs out of bounds. It was just be- This was a beautiful, beautiful drive. I told you guys that Adam Humphreys made plays, and Adam Humphreys was as clutch as it. I mean, as he can get. He tried to go to him one more time, a short pass, incomplete. Second and 10, we're at the Vegas 40 at this point. And um, short pass to Antonio Gibson, he gains six yards. It's third and four at the Vegas 34 at this point. And you think to yourself, what do you want to do? What can you possibly do at this point? And, and to be honest, I was thinking that maybe the football team, maybe they pass the ball. Maybe a play action. Scott Turner does something that blew my mind, and I can't be mad at it. What they tried to do was they used Curtis Samuel up the middle, and he almost got the four yards, but he got three yards. I wasn't thrilled about the play call, but at the same time, I wasn't mad at it either because who would be expecting Curtis Samuel to run the ball at third and four? That was a sneaky, sneaky play. Luckily for us, it did not affect the outcome of the game for us because I was thinking maybe you throw a pass, but maybe Gibson was tired. Maybe, I mean, what else could, those are plays where you have McKissick. There's McKissick, Humphreys, sometimes Terry in those situations. And, you know, he ran the ball, didn't get the first down. It's fourth and one at the uh, Vegas 31. And to be honest, we lined up like, like we were going to go for it. And I was like, oh, Lord, I don't know what these guys are about to do. I don't know why I go for it because maybe they're thinking that the kicker that we signed is trash. You know, we've had the kicking issues. Maybe this kicker can't kick uh, a certain amount of yardage. I mean, things are going through my mind at this point. We line up for the field goal. And to be honest, I was praying. I started praying. I started praying. And uh, the guy kicked a 48-yard field goal, and he makes it. No knock to uh, to uh, to uh, Hopkins, but Hopkins is more of a 45-yards-in kind of guy. Anything outside of 45 yards, Hopkins is not good for. Okay, I don't care what the numbers say. I don't care what the stats say. 
This guy, Brian Johnson, came in and hit a field goal when it was needed. And he, and he pretty much he won the game at that point. Uh, Vegas, you know, had a chance at the end. Uh, they were trying to move the ball. They did some things. They threw a Hail Mary and, and we, you know, batted it down. Game over. Washington football wins 17 to 15. That is the game story. Victory, <laughs> victory, victory, stressful victory, but we won. Now we move on to Dallas. I see some guys in the comments. What up, Jairus? What's good, man? Hey, Jairus. I didn't forget on the last stream, you told me that the Washington football team was going to destroy the Vegas Raiders. I told you that defense is better than what people give them credit for. But the good thing is that we won the game. So I'm not going to call you out too much, Jairus. We did win the game, and that's all that matters. Hassan Moore says Hump has been so clutch. He has been so clutch. That's one of our most important playmakers, especially with no J.D. McKissick, you can always count on Adam Humphreys. I was wrong about Adam Humphreys, and Adam Humphreys is proving me wrong, and I'm glad he's proving me wrong. Dev says, I could have definitely lost uh, uh, those games, but Washington uh, should have beat the Chargers. Yes, I agree. We should have beat the Packers as well and the Broncos. I think there's one other game that we we possibly should have won. I mean, the football team, it's just, just like every year. Just like last year, there were games that we should have won. But, but we didn't win. It, it just always happens that way every single year. And last year, after beating Pittsburgh, we got on a run towards the end of the year. This year, after beating Tampa Bay, we've kind of gotten on that same kind of run. Defense has been special. Defense has been limiting teams from scoring. And that's what's propelling us to start winning these games. Uh, let me see. Asan Moore says, uh, I stopped my fan uh, from spinning during the kick. <laughs> Hey, I don't blame you, man. Look, to be honest, like I was upstairs. I was with my boys. They were they were playing. I was watching Red Zone, and then on my phone, I'm watching the Washington football game. And when he hey, when he about to kick that field goal, I put that phone down. And I was like, you know what? Let me just relax. He kicks a field goal. And to be honest, I didn't know if he was gonna make it. I know nothing about Brian Johnson. And for him to make that field goal, I gave those silent, those silent uh yeah, I was like. You know, I got the kids. I'm not trying to have them go, you know, go crazy. So I was just celebrating. I was excited. But I knew the game wasn't over. So I didn't tweet on Facebook. I mean, on, on, on Twitter. But those of you guys who follow me, I didn't tweet on Twitter. I waited till the till, till the clock said zero, zero, zero. And Dev, our boy Rod. Ever since our boy Rod left the Washington Football Addicts podcast, the football team is, what, 4-0? Football team is winning games. And not only did Rod leave the podcast, Rod went to become a Vegas Raiders fan. So I had to give him some grief after my team beat his team. I hit him up. I said, hey, what up, Rod? Guess what, Rod? I'm going to tell you what, Rod. <laughs> we just beat your team. <laughs> Appreciate you. So it just made it extra, extra special for me to destroy Rod's team. Yeah, 17-15. But, but you know what, though? The Vegas Raiders had more playoff aspirations this year than the Washington football team. I don't care what anybody says. Vegas was a more complete team. They had weapons. They had a quarterback. I mean, they had a defense. They have all these different things. They had a coach at one point. They lost the coach. But so Vegas had more hopes of making the playoffs. Now, on the flip side, you have Washington, who has now won four in a row from two and six to six and six. 
not only that, here's the beauty of the whole thing for the Washington football team. They go from seventh seed to sixth seed right now because the San Francisco 49ers lost, and they're now 66. So there's a lot of football to be played. You have Dallas twice. You have the Eagles twice, and you have the Giants one more time. So the way that they built this schedule is very unique and crazy to me that you're facing five NFC East opponents back to back to back to back to back to end the season. Washington football team, they control their own destiny. Number one, they have to win out. Obviously, it's, you know, you win out, you win the NFC East. And if they win out, they'll end up with a, with a maybe a number two seed, maybe, maybe a number three seed. But we know they're going to be a top four seed for sure, and they're going to get a home playoff game. But we can't look that far ahead. All eyes point to Dallas. And I'll be coming back for another episode to talk Dallas. I'm going to read this last comment, and I'm going to go ahead and end this stream. It says, imagine how it made us feel. Me, Phil, and Steve been making him mad. <laughs> yeah, man, Rod, hey, our doors are still open. If you want to come back and become a Washington football fan, you're more than welcome to come back. Uh, but you're with the Raiders now, and, um, you know, you can hold this L. Hold this L. Um, since I read somewhere that we are a test conference that the NFL wants to do this with every division. You know what? It, it, it does make for better division play having, I mean, naturally, they'll have division games the last, they've been having division games for the last uh, last two two games of the season, maybe the last three games of the season. To do five is very tough, but it, it, it makes it for better football because those games are going to matter so much fighting for the division. You're going to have more, more of a, a, a meaningful games, especially these last five. So, for us, it's great. Roger Smith in the building, man. Appreciate you hopping on the stream. Hassan Moore says, if we win out, we are the third seed or fourth seed easily, easily, easily. And it'll be beauty. It will, look, it would be a story for the ages starting the season two and six. You guys can go back and roll the tape where I've quit on the team. Um, I mean, I didn't stop doing pods. I didn't leave and go to a whole nother, you know, team. But, um, you know what? It just is what it is. Rob won't answer the phone when we call. <laughs> man, we are on Rod right now, man. We are on Rod. Rod. Hey, Rod, we love you, man. We love you. Yeah, if if we do win out, like Dev says, that's nine straight games. And that would be, I mean, that would be a marvelous, marvelous feat, to be honest. I don't think that that's ever been done. Also, for the Washington football team, I can't remember. Since I've been a fan since 1999, right, I have never seen a season where the football team or the Redskins at that point in time have won more than 10 games. So this year, 10 games is definitely in play. I think we beat the Giants. I think we have the potential to blow, I mean, not blow out, but sweep the Eagles. Um, because at the end of the day, the Eagles are still a divisional opponent. They understand how to play us better than most teams. So I just can't say, hey, we're going to just come out here and, and, you know, smash all these guys. Nah, Dallas is the true test. If we can get this game next week, it sets us up for trying to get another one. And if we can get two against Dallas, I feel really, really, really good about our chances moving forward. What's good? Rich, appreciate you hopping on the stream. He says, what's up, Manny? They may not make the playoffs this year, but I'm glad that Ron and company have found some guys, some found some really good players. 
that didn't cost much. Absolutely. J.D. McKissick, Logan Thomas, DeAndre Carter. Every single year, Ron Rivera continues to find these guys that come in and, the, and these guys play well. So I love it. I love it because Logan Thomas was brought in on a discount. He, he has played well and he's earned a very nice contract. J.D. McKissick, we got to re-up on him. We got to pay him next year. He is magnificent. And I'm hoping that J.D. McKissick is available to play next week versus Dallas. DeAndre Carter has been amazing. I think that DeAndre Carter has a chance to make the Pro Bowl this year as a special teams player. Says that's how you start a uh, that's how you, that's how you start to build a good team. Not overpay everyone. Yeah, you can't overpay everyone. You have to find these players that, that you can find uh, at a bargain, and hopefully they outperform their uh, their uh, you know their cost. And that's what's happened. So we're gonna have to pay some of these guys eventually. But you have to continue to find these gems and continue to draft well. Uh, says thanks, Doc. <laughs> all three free agents, uh, right? Yeah, all three of those guys were all free agents. I mean, these are guys that we went to the dollar store, Dollar General, to purchase, and we were able to get these guys for next to nothing for pretty much peanuts. And these guys have come in and worked their way up and become solid guys. I still do think that we need to upgrade the scope position player. I mean, uh, a group, we need another running back, we need another tight end, and we definitely need another wide receiver. But I love how this team is fighting. Heineke is also a free agent. People forget. Yeah, absolutely. Heineke has been great. And to be honest, give the keys to Heineke until he doesn't deserve it anymore. I'm not saying that Heineke is the future. What I'm saying is that Heineke is the present. Let's enjoy that. And maybe he can be that intermediate guy, that, 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 that bridge quarterback. Because if he continues to play well, continues to manage games, continue to limit his turnovers, and continue to he has a clutch ability kind of factor. He, hey, Heineke is clutch, whether you believe so or not. He's proven it with his play. When he was doing this against the Giants and the Falcons, you can say, okay, those are mediocre teams. Those are bad teams. Those are poor teams. But now you do it against Tampa Bay. You do it against Seattle. You do it against Vegas. I mean, you're on to something here. So um, we're starting to beat some pretty good teams, and he's starting to show uh, that ability. Obviously, the game versus the Bills, that one got away from us. I think you had to make – Heineke had to come into his own. He had to realize, hey, this is what I do great. This is what I don't do great. And, I, look, I am proud of the guy. I'm happy to have the guy. I'm going to read a few more comments, and then um, then I'm going to be out. Taylor deserves uh, for someone to have – yeah, yeah. Taylor – I think Taylor has a job right now, and it's his job to lose. Whether you draft a quarterback next year, whether you don't draft a quarterback, whether you bring in a, a veteran. If you're not bringing in a Russell, um, what's his name? Russell or Rodgers or a quarterback of that caliber, that whoever that you're bringing in will have to battle it out with Taylor Heineke if they want that job. Big bang, boom. What's good? What's good? Tim Sports Talk, appreciate you hopping on. Because Heineke ain't the future, he is now, and I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. He's the now. You know, I can't look too far ahead into the future. I don't know what happens. You know, team name is coming. All those different things are coming, all these different factors. But as, as of right now, Heineke is the quarterback. He's our leader. And I'm going to rally around Heineke. And I think that we're going to do some great things moving forward. But that's my time. Appreciate you guys hopping on the Back Row Redskins show. And appreciate you guys tuning in. 
to the uh, to the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. If you guys want to become a member of the channel, you can do so there or there, wherever. Um, appreciate you guys, and I will catch you guys on the next episode and the next stream. We're talking Dallas in a couple days. We're going to have another stream. We're going to talk Dallas. Um, hail to the Washington football team. Woo! Let's get it. I'm, I'm going to catch y'all later.